0: You're listening to I Am Sherry Goodall, the podcast about starting a business as a midlife career woman. Conversations with friends, reviews, ideas, and random thoughts. Now here's Sherry. Are you stuck in job jail? Are you sending out tons of resumes and not getting a response? You haven't had an interview in weeks. You need a really good resume to grab the attention of decision makers. The job jail lady can assist you with redesigning your career strategies by preparing a professionally well-crafted resume that is loaded with keywords for your industry and meets applicant tracking system requirements, which will increase your response rate lead to more interviews and job opportunities. Allow the professionals at Really Good Resume with more than 25 years of corporate recruiting and resume preparation experience to help you reach your new career goals. This month, when you purchase a resume package from Really Good Resume, you will receive a 20 minute free live career consultation. Visit us today at reallygoodresume.com and select your winning resume package. That's www.reallygoodresume.com. Welcome to the I Am Sherry Goodall podcast. This is season two. I'm super, super excited as always to be here with you and to introduce you to another amazing guest. Today, I have my good girlfriend, from long, long ago. We've been friends for some years now, can you believe it? This is my friend, Jennifer Ransaw-Smith. Welcome to the podcast, Jennifer. Thank you, Sherry, for having me. It's so great to have you here. And it's so fun to, uh, I always say, to be able to work with my my good friends in a professional capacity and, and to bring them into the world that I can introduce them to my listeners and people who follow me. So how's everything been going for you?
1: It has been an adjustment, (laughs) I will say that. It has definitely been an adjustment, but I think that we're moving along pretty well.
0: Yes, so we're still in the middle of this um, shelter-in-place pandemic, um, COVID-19, and it has been an adjustment, but I've seen some great things come out of it. Um, Let me ask you, what is it that's getting you out of the bed these mornings? What has you excited and jumping out of bed?
1: I um, actually feel like we've been given one of the best gifts of our lifetime. And um, uh, the day before the official quarantine happened, I was in meditation and I just had an intuitive hit that I was not going to approach this season as a state of emergency, but rather a state of transformation. And um, I just recognized that words are powerful, and however we approach and whatever we center or view this particular season as, um, emergency felt very chaotic to me and transform, um, transformation felt as though this is an opportunity. And so that has been one of the biggest things because I have been very intentional about what I'm giving birth to during this um, state of transformation.
0: Got it. Yeah, I think that is very important, um, especially in maintaining your, I guess, sense of balance uh, to, to really look at what the blessings have been. And um, I, th- I think that's, that's powerful. Um, and it's amazing that you felt that intuitively right before, so.
1: I felt it right before, um, and I had a personal goal to show up um, on live, which was not my thing. I actually had a phobia of live Um, Even though I'm a public speaker, just did not like the whole format of not knowing who's on the other end and had made a commitment to show up every day during the official quarantine. So whether it's been on um, Instagram or Facebook, I have, even if it's been 10 minutes or it's been an hour, um, come on every single
0: night. I needed something to anchor me every day. Awesome. So let's talk about your backstory a little bit. So you're a public speaker. You also have uh, some other things going on with uh your brand personal elevation what are some of the things that you do in your business and and give people a little bit of a history about how you got there okay so
1: i am a personal brand and elevation strategist i specialize in working with women um professional women who have spent their entire career doing everything by the book everything right but um they recognize that they built everyone else's brand and not their own And so I help, um, professional women elevate their visibility and their credibility, their influence and profitability. Um, so often I think that, um, we have been taught that if we're good, if we're busy, if we're educated, if we're connected, that we're going to be recognized and someone's going to tap us on the shoulder and give us opportunities. And so I equip my clients with the tools to go out there and make a name for themselves. I, um, have been in this industry almost 25 years now. I um, literally started as a copywriter, um, and for those who are not familiar, uh, means that I wrote commercials um, for a lot of big brands in a lot of big cities, um, Los Angeles, Atlanta, New York, Madison Avenue, um, commercials like Burger King, AT&T, Texaco, Radio, Television, and Print. And um, in 97, um, started my um, trajectory of moving towards personal branding when the first article on the subject came out um, in Fast Company Magazine. and so. I've been doing this a very, very, very long time. And um, I think actually it's now more important than ever before.
0: And how are you seeing that um, translate during this time in, in particular? Like, what are you talking to people about? Because this is important. You know, the blessing of this is that people had an opportunity to get off the hamster wheel, so to speak, and regroup and rearrange and rethink how they're showing up professionally. Have you been talking to your clients about that or potential clients? Like, what are you saying to them about how they can elevate and and rebrand themselves during this time? So
1: I'm going to rephrase that. And what I'll do is I will paint a scenario. No one could have ever thought that social distancing would be a term. Mm. So now all of a sudden, you have no ability to quote-unquote network the traditional way you have no ability to walk down the hall and get on your colleagues radar because they see you every day so basically what has happened to people is um if you don't exist online you don't exist and you know it's become more real now than ever before if this um pandemic has global pandemic has not shown us that there is not stability in anyone's job, um, then you are not paying attention. You know, Neiman Marcus is about to close. Lord and Taylor is on their last leg. Macy's. So you have retail industries. You have um, financial. It's literally going to be a trickle down. It is important. It's incumbent upon all of us to make sure that you can be found. To make sure that you're telling your narrative. To make sure that you are. Um, that you're showing up and telling the story that you want to tell
0: you were saying if you're not showing up online we have a whole industries that are now crumbling because of this
1: not only whole industries you have individuals and especially at you know um certain in certain industry i mean certain at certain levels where it hasn't been necessary you have a lot of people who've just been successful you have a lot of people who've simply been connected You have a lot of people who have an effervescent um, um, personality who can walk in the room and kill it. And everybody is all of a sudden attracted to them. And so, you know, clients and things just come and now all of a sudden everything has been pulled out from under you. And so you have people who are exceedingly high level, you know, they might be dual degree from Ivy league, but they show up nowhere online. And so they've literally been kneecapped. The reality is. Um, we have a different storefront now, you know. Even though we were and those who are in digital marketing, and we've been pre- preaching that, you know. But all of a sudden, the uh, technology is the window, is the gateway to everyone, you know, being introduced to you. And people, a lot of people haven't taken it seriously or thought that it wasn't necessary for them. And so, you know, if you are a professional doing anything, whether you're a business owner, whether you're professional in corporate. It is your job to make sure that you shape and tell your story, that you're showing up as a professional, and that you are articulating the value that you bring to the industry. And if that is not clear, if I cannot find you, if, um, you know, then all of a sudden you're at a tremendous disadvantage right now. The gift that we have is that you're sitting in the home and that you have the opportunity
0: to get it together. Yes. So how do you work with people, or, or or what are you saying to people who find themselves in this place? Like how do they come to you and say, okay, now I'm here. You've been telling me this, and now I need it for real in real life, as I like to say. Um, how how are you, what are you talking to them about to elevate their brand? If they come to you now, like what are what are you saying to them? Because I remember I will say the one thing that really stands out to me about you when we first started. Um, working together on a professional level was you had a topic that was um if you're so important how how come nobody knows who you are and it really resonated because there are a lot of people who are very powerful and very strong and very well known in the circles that they're in but outside of that nobody really knows and so they have a false sense of um of security not even grandiose but a false sense of being known uh when it's it's not really as big as they think and that's what this is would you agree absolutely, uh, absolutely what it is um
1: i, I the, the 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 basic 101 uh, where we start is people need to google themselves there absolutely. was in january of 2016. Gary Vaynerchuk stood on a stage with marketing professionals and asked this question. I wanna ask how many of you guys still have uh, wake up to alarm clocks? And let's just say 85% of the room did not raise their hand. He said, how many wake up to smartphones? And the majority of people woke up to smartphones. How many people fast forward during television shows now and don't watch commercials? You know, the majority of them did watching on demand. And he just went through the list of how technology has changed. And then he said, isn't it interesting that I'm standing in here with a whole bunch of marketing professionals and people who do this for a living. However, most of you do not market yourself as the year that you're living in. This was 2016. Mm. The reality is most people have not Googled themselves within the last 12 months, if ever. You know, most Uh people don't know if I'm a CPA and I'm a bookkeeper and I live in Howard County, or I live in Indianapolis, or I live in Iowa, and um, I specialize in families, where do I show up on page one, two, or three? If I were looking for someone with my level of expertise, whatever your level of expertise is, whatever industry in, if I were looking for someone with my level of expertise, could I find me? If I found me, would I be impressed and pick up the phone and call? You know? So we know how we operate with everything else, someone says, oh my god, there's a new show on television, Tiger King or Ozark, and we're Googling, and we're watching, and we're reading The Yelp, and we go to a restaurant, and we want to see the reviews, and where a movie comes out, and we want to see reviews, and the book comes out. Everything else, we know how we're operating when it comes to that, but we don't think that people do the same thing with us. So the reality is, in any industry, in anything that you're looking for now, people in this society in 2020 have become so accustomed to have information at their fingertips, that it absolutely applies to everything and everyone. Therefore, if you have discerning taste and you know the kinds of things that would turn you off and you know the kinds of things that would say, yes, I'm gonna hire this landscaper. No, I'm not going to hire this plumber to come in my house. And you are a professional that offers a professional service and you're not strategically packaging yourself, telling your story, showing up, presenting, making sure the images and everything that you present are in a way that would be attractive to someone else. In this moving forward, it's going to be more harmful for you than ever before. So where do we go from here, Jennifer? Number one thing is you have to be 100% clear about what it is that you wanna be known for. So that becomes your maniacal focus. If we were talking to Sherry, uh, I am talking to Sherry, and Sherry is, you know, the digital marketing guru when it comes to small businesses and helping people move. Let's just say that your idea, your, your niche was helping people from your zero to five or zero to three. So if you're, you know, taking your idea, packaging it, getting it online, connecting with your audience and being, you know, a client attractive. And these are the things that you want to do. And every single person who is zero to three years in, because after that, you're saying to your clientele, I will get you to the place that now all of a sudden you're bringing someone internally, or you go into a big dog agency because we have like growth you up so high. So if that were your thing, then every single thing that you're doing is focused on that. So everything that you're doing is if I'm Googling, you know, someone to help because I'm a startup then how do you show up? What are the places your clientele goes? So you're going back and you're starting with how do I want to be known? And for a lot of people, that is a very difficult question because for a lot of people who are quote unquote multi-passionate or they feel as though if they um, put a period after what it is they do, that they're leaving money on the table because they can service everyone. What starts to happen is you're connecting with no one and so you know googling yourself number one being clear unabashedly clear about how you want to be known being clear about your value the roi that i bring when i ask this question to someone if i were to ask you give me 10 reasons 10 things that you bring to the table that nobody else does ten reasons if I work for you that you can absolutely move me forward when it came to digital media, or it comes to bookkeeping, or it comes to landscaping, the things that you're bringing. So many people are not clear where they're able to um, communicate that. Communication, um, as you know, I think that one of the things that has been a misnomer is it does not matter what business you're in. You know how they used to say, it doesn't matter what business you're in, we're all salespeople. We're all marketers. Right, yes. we're all, you don't have a choice you don't have a choice but to learn how to be a storyteller. You don't have a choice but to learn how to effectively tell your story because nobody knows your story better than you, and if you can't communicate that to the next person, then you're not going to be able to. It's like igniting a fire. You cannot ignite the fire with your tribe or with your community. So, when we talk about basics, a lot of the basic things before you even get the bells and the whistles is getting 100% clear about what you're bringing to the table and what, you know, what it is that you do and how you want to be known so you can start to strategically position yourself so that you can show
0: up in the right way. Okay, that's the whole knowledge bomb right there. Like, boom. That is everything, Jennifer, because you're right. If you can't tell your story, then how can anyone know what it is that you do? So where do you suggest people start? Because that's a very basic level, right? And and at the bottom of all of this, if people are finding themselves kind of lost in the sauce, so to speak, where 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 or how can people begin to learn how to tell their story because i think um and and you know this even from um our work together i knew clearly who i was but trying to tell someone else who i am was a struggle because we aren't used to talking about ourselves so where do people go to start building their story
1: so the first thing is we got to recognize who it is that we're talking to you know so if I were, I mean, and when you understand your target audience and you understand what their, what, um, what their biggest pain points are, let's phrase it that way. You know, um, it helps you shape the way that you tell your story because you're able to tell it in a way that resonates with someone. Meaning that no person has one story. I have, just like you, a gajillion stories. However, a gajillion stories are not relevant when it comes to connecting with professional women to show them the importance of being visible. And so, when I start sharing stories, when I start sharing my story, the, 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 the story that I first started sharing when I started my business has completely changed because I've been doing this for 13 years. So, when I first started, my story was why I decided to walk out and leave an agency that was one of the top 100 agencies within the country and start working on personal branding because of what happened and, you know, that kind of thing inside of my agency. So I would tell that story to connect. Now I've worked with thousands of women, not all one-on-one through one-on-one, through coaching, through, you know, group classes, through, you know, that kind of thing. And so the, the way that I shift my story is completely different now because I know how to tell it in a way that compels an audience. They're sitting in there and they're like, oh my God, she's talking to me. So now if I'm telling a story, I'm talking about, the importance of being so good at what you do and the, the um, what is it? The pain of no one knowing that. You know, how often you can be your industry's best kept secret. That's like a hugely popular saying. I, you know, yes. I'm my industry's best kept secret. Popular and can be cute, you know, no longer. But what it does now is it is hindering your bank account. And so now what I do is I give um, concrete facts of what happens when, you know, and so one of the things that I want people to just, if you get nothing else, is to recognize that people will always gravitate towards stories more than anything else. And what it does is it allows you to become, if you learn how to become a good storyteller, it allows you to become much more influential. It allows you to be able to walk into a room and pitch a new business client. It allows you to be walking into a boardroom and pitch stakeholders. It allows you to secure promotion when you understand how to effectively tell your story. So we're talking about the one-on-one. I like to say that you need to understand yourself, your background, like the back of your hand. So I would go get a notebook and I would write the top 20 25 highlights of my career i would write the biggest risk i've ever taken i would write down you know five to ten case studies of what it is that i do and how i've transformed the person that i was working with or the situation that i was working with from one place to another i would write down my biggest failures and five things that i learned from those failures that i could weave in so you could talk about you know the fact that when making this up You first started a digital agency and you didn't recognize someone needed this, this, and this, and what happened as a result. And so now, every time I'm working with a client, I make sure that they have this foundational package because so many people, you know, didn't start there, started here, and they weren't able to get the results. So there are so many things that we have done that might have turned out negatively. However, that's usually the only time that you learn. You don't learn from mountaintop to mountaintop, you know, because you're just like pouting yourself on the back and doing, you know, the wave. You're like, whoa, I'm the bomb, you know. So you don't take the time, yeah. but when all hell breaks loose, that's when you're like, Oh my God, what went wrong? <laughs> and like, Gather and, you know, save face and make sure this never happens again. And it really is in the trenches. When you look back over your career that you recognize the patterns and you recognize the things that literally equipped you for the next step. So before you can do anything, it really is learning, you know, those things, you know, who are the people that have mentored you? What are the lessons that you've learned? But most importantly, just most of us don't have uh, our career in totality, um, our professional career in totality in our mindset. So we're usually working from a really skewed, you know, let me think, you know, top of mind. What I want you to do is to really start embodying what those things are that you're bringing to the table, you know, because you start looking, wow, look at the breadth of work of the people that I've worked with. I didn't recognize that I had worked with neurophysicists and worked with, Tattoo artists, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't recognize. And what it starts to do is it starts to help you shape the way that you communicate it because now all of a sudden it's not that I just work with entrepreneurs. I work with entrepreneurs who are literally starting with zero to entrepreneurs who are at the you know ten million dollar mark. Let me give you an example.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: One oh one before you do anything is just take out a yellow notepad and go to town on getting a phd level style education on yourself on your career on your core values on what you believe on who you like working with on you know game-changing moments on being able to within the drop of a a moment's notice to be able to educate somebody on what you're bringing to the table because most of us have not taken the time to do that and like literally practicing that it's like we my, my daughter had a moment yesterday and she was doing an interview for something that was really important to her and um i don't feel as though her preparation was what it should be and i looked at her and i said do you realize that i'm a public speaker and i literally when i'm walking down the street i'm rehearsing my stuff like i literally will be i'm having a conversation with sherry and here's some ideas that i want to express and i will say all right that didn't really land really well let me shift it this way it does not just show up at the moment's notice you have to start getting to the point where you're practicing it and what we have to realize is if everything that compels you is story if you're sitting here hulu and netflix and instagram and looking at all the things that literally captivate your attention all day all night and it is story 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 do you not think that when it's time for you to show up that you need to
0: be able to tell your story absolutely Man, I, I don't even have anything to come behind that because what you just said, like, we could end the whole show right here. That is amazing. I think that's incredibly important. Let's talk a little bit about what setbacks you've seen in your career and, 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 and how you've done that. Because, and, and let me rephrase that. Let me not say setbacks, but what made you change? Because I've seen you literally like shut down your website and like, I'm redoing all of this. And I, I want people to know that it's okay. Um, you know, I've been, now I'm, I'm turning the corner. I'm two and a half years into self-employment and having my agency, and I'm really excited about that. And um, you know this, but everybody doesn't know that last year, I literally shut down everything and shredded it all to pieces and took the first part of the year to um, rebuild and reframe a lot of based on how you're speaking now. You know i had to go back and relearn the story retell it make sure i was talking to the right people because i wasn't um what has been your experience with that because i appreciate that i could see you going through that transition even after 13 years of being in business yeah
1: i think i honestly think that i go through that transition every day um the, the reality <laughs> is um when i first started i Thought that everything was going to be about personal branding, and I did not realize how much self-confidence, self-worth, and um, self-esteem played a part. Mm-hmm. I, I had a client, and she walked in, and I'm like, okay, boom, we're about to elevate you professionally. We're about to get your headshots. We're about to do with your messaging. We're gonna do boom, 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 boom. We're gonna put a strategy together. You're about to go out here. You're gonna kill it on the stages. We got your speaker sheet. You're gonna be here. You're gonna write for this publication. You're gonna launch your podcast. I assume that if we did all that, then that person would show up that way and didn't recognize that you have to do that. I call it internal branding before the external stuff shows up. I did not know that, and would wonder and why I had certain clients getting stuck. And I had I started having um, situations appear that god was just saying with a flashing red light you're missing one of the biggest things so an example was um i went to speak at duke energy and i um did a probably a five hour workshop for women for about 80 women from five nuclear plants nuclear physicists i mean like rock i mean like rock star women and when i came home the women who wanted to pursue working with me Every single one of them, when I said, I always asked the question, what needs to happen when we work together for you to feel like this was an incredible investment? And um, everyone said, I need to work on my self-confidence, self-esteem. Wow. And I was like, uh, you know, so I'm somebody who was a C student, literally sitting in the back of the class with these nuclear physicists, like, oh, my God. So, I, that was <laughs> one thing. <laughs> and then, you know, I had another client who was double um, double Ivy League. Um, powerhouse um, on paper I mean just amazing however her presence when she showed up did not exude that and then you know it was like the story after the story after the story that started to happen and then one day I was um, working with um, or on a workshop listening to one of my coaches and she had just debuted her book on self-worth So I didn't think that that had anything to do with me because, of course, I thought my self-worth was rolling over, you know, overflowing and abundant. Yes. She started explaining if you are um, not asking for what you want when you're interacting with a clientele, that's a direct correlation. And she started breaking down all the things that were, you know, if you find yourself in situations that you know that you should not be in, I don't say compromising like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like just going through and I was like, oh, check, 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 check. What the hell? Oh, my God, I am the poster child for low self-worth. Oh, my God. And I realized, Dr. Phil says you teach what you need to learn. I realized that, I oh, I really did suffer. I had a people-pleasing personality, and there was, I had always felt as though, because I have a big personality, because I am a huge communicator, that that was an indication. Of course, I didn't have self-worth and self-esteem issues, but it was nothing further from the truth. And so I realized that that's when I started saying, uh, one of my famous sayings now, the world will never see you higher than you see yourself. Woo! Wait a minute. Pause right there. Say that again. The world will never see you higher than you see yourself.
0: Okay. That's quote quotable. That's powerful.
1: That became one of my things. And I realized that, that I realized that there was a direct correlation to how I saw myself and how I was showing up and how others saw me, you know? others actually saw me a lot higher you know they were like oh my god you're doing this but i was holding myself back in so many ways you know judgment this oh my god you know everything has to be perfect because if i put it out and it just completely you know even though i know that you're supposed to fail but you know let me just wait a little bit longer to polish it up just a little bit more before i you know put it out into the world and so i don't know 2014 2012 2011 i don't know i really started um focusing on um, my self-worth and self-esteem and that's when i decided to shift from just a personal branding agency to we trademarking the um, term the term personal elevation agency to recognize there is a correlation between all of it um that the way that you elevate is internal and external and it is absolutely all connected because you can absolutely be a beast and show up with your birkin bag and have you know your uh, you know, the latest outfit on and be killing the game, but too afraid to raise your hand or too afraid to say anything because you feel as though your ideas aren't warranted, you know? So, yes. there absolutely has to be a, uh, a decision that's made internally that you, the world deserves to see what you have. That you're giving yourself permission to show up because we're in a society, especially for people who are my contemporaries, it's a lot easier for the younger generation because they're digital natives. They grow up this way and their whole esteem, their whole life is, you know, a certain way, not to be judged. It just is. Our society, I just turned 50, people who are, um, tend to be midlife, we were not raised that way. And so it is much more difficult to be raised in a way where you were taught that certain things were appropriate, certain things were not. Certain things need to be kept to the family, certain things, though you were taught that it was important the way, you know, other people um, viewed you because every day your mom was like, "You're representing all of us. You better not go out there." And i like, you, "You know what I'm saying?" Yes. <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> <guess. laughs> I don't care if all hell breaks loose over here. You better not. see yeah. Anything. <laughs> if you know, my mother would actually, my mother would say, "If you don't want to in the front of New York Times, you know." I mean, so you have all this stuff, this baggage that you have to uncover, which ends up hindering you when you're doing your digital marketing and everything, because in your mind you don't want to put anything out there that's going to open you up to judgment like you have a whole generation of folk who are paralyzed with that because you know we have taught that you like it takes it takes you excuse my language it takes you back to high school you know you're like oh my god so it really is internal work and so how do you get out there and tell your story how do you get out there even think that you deserve to be telling your story you know you're like i don't have this degree i didn't go to this school i am not you know i i'm not a senior director in my company i worked here you know at the mid-level range or at this range my entire life and now i want to start my own company or nonprofit. and you know who am i to come out here and all of a sudden say boom live camera and i'm going to start lecturing to um you know talking to people so it is a whole mind game for a whole generation of people who can't even get past that to get to the fact that i need to go out here and tell my story you know build a brand yes oh my
0: goodness Jennifer, our time is going by so fast. I could talk to you forever. Um, so I'm, I'm making a very public invitation that you have to come back to this podcast. Absolutely. I can already tell you that my listeners are going to be like, what? wait, no, this can't end here. But I know we've got to wrap it up. I got to have you back. Tell me what's next for you. Okay, so my, um, my
1: um, personal challenge was to bring to fruition the stuff that i had sitting on the back burner that i knew that i should have been doing like all of us do we have projects that we know we're supposed to be doing but for whatever reason we put it off we you know and so i had several of them that i knew that i should be doing and the first which i am so freaking excited about because i'm like 75 percent done is a personal brander that is personal brand planner that's unlike anything that's out on the marketplace it's so Mm -hmm. high like every single i was up at four o'clock in the morning i'm like this is so off the chain that it's not even funny. Like, it, it, I, I already see organizations like, you know, Microsoft and what you call it, buying them for their entire team. Like it is so, there's nothing like it. I mean, it is straight up nothing like it. And it allows you, one of the things that it does, I have a whole section that allows you to go back and list every single thing from your education to your career highlights to people who give you recommendations to your certifications, to your awards. I mean, just the basics of a place that you can reference every single thing that has gone on in your career up until now, before we even do an audit, before we do, you know, your industry, you know, assessments and all that other stuff, but just a place that a person can go to at a moment's notice, because unless you are looking for a job and you're writing your resume, there are very few times that you have access to the, um, to the, um, the breadth of work that you have done over your career, you know, to the fact that you might've had yeah. seven major jobs that allowed you, whether you are a senior retail manager here and you were this, there are very few times where you can just straight. And I want people to start being able to just recall and have it at a moment's notice and have a place that you can document all the major things that are going and have a place that you can track how to, uh, um, intentionally and strategically connect with stakeholders within your organization or within your industry it's going to be off the chain. So that's the first oh thing. And then the second part that my daughter just agreed, um, I'm going to do it. I'm doing one for college students.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Are you and it going to was, co-author
1: it? Uh, my daughter's going to co-author with me. I just said, uh, oh, you know, that's so awesome. and uh, I was like, you know, let's do this together. So I'm finishing up wrapping it up so I can have this, um, designed and then set off. Um, so, those are the, the two big projects that I'm working on right now that I'm, I'm, super excited about because, um, they're about to be game changing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been working on wow. I had like the folders on here. And I think one of the problems was, um, that, um, perfection thing. I, I, knew what I wanted and I wanted it to be so comprehensive. And there are not a lot of brand planners that are out there. You know, you would Google yep. but I wanted it to be more than that. I wanted it to be. I want to like, you know, I want to get to the C-suite and you know, here's my step-by-step guide. I want to elevate my visibility. So whatever it is. Um, so
0: yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be awesome. Well, I like to end the show with something that I call rapid fire. Cool. And rapid fire is where I ask you a few questions and you answer with whatever comes to mind, top of mind. Okay. So you ready? I am. All right, mountains or beach? Speech. Okay. Uh, other than the profession that you're in, what would you like to do?
1: Um, write, um, movies and, um, um, television, um, not comedies, but, um, um, stories, stories for
0: television. Uh, Okay. Now, here's one, this one, I, I have to ask you this. If you were to run for president, who would be your vice president? Real or fictitious?
1: if i were to run for president who would be my vice president i say Stacey
0: abrams love it love it thank you so much for being a guest i'm so excited about um this episode and, and being able to share it and i definitely will have you back because there's so much more for us to talk about and listen you know we could go on and on but I mean, there's just so much information here to share with people, and I, I love what you're doing. Thank you for being a part of my life and thank for the things you. that you have sown into me and helped me to elevate.
1: It is mutual, girl. It is so mutual. It's not even funny and you look good. <laughs> Thank you You do thank not you. have
0: your hair <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, well, thank you so much. And we'll have to catch up. Look, when this is all over, we'll have to meet up at our favorite place and have some Starbucks. I agree. I agree. I'm there, girl. All right. Take care. Thank you, Jennifer. Bye. Bye-bye. Want to know how you can turn your followers into clients? Well, Taplink Link offers your followers a convenient way to communicate with you and pay for goods and services directly on your Instagram account. You get multiple links, including links to your other social networks, micro landing pages, forms, and payment options, all from your Instagram bio link. It's easy to set up and no credit card is required. Go to taplink.cc forward slash I am Sherry Goodall or click the link in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to leave a review or drop me a message with your feedback. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Follow me on all social media and watch this episode on my YouTube channel. You can find me everywhere at I am Sherry Goodall. And if you like what you're hearing, donate in the Anchor FM app or through Patreon so that I can make more content like this for you. And until the next time, be bold and unapologetic and always remember, I said what I said and I meant it.